All right, he had some choice words after the game on Saturday, but nonetheless, Scott Ritchie has elevated him to number one in the MVP rankings for the Illini. Yeah, Matthew Meyer had an interesting post-game press conference after the Alabama A&M game, but Illinois wouldn't have won that game without him. Wouldn't have won the Texas game without him. So he's the new number one. All right, Richie, we'll go into the what he calls bad vibes on the team right now in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. We'll also take a look at the Missouri game, the bragging rights. Tell, them, tell us how Illinois is going to fare on that game as well. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Good to be here with Scott Ritchie on this beautiful, beautiful December morn with snow coming, winds coming, my voice going. None of those th- those things sound good. No. I'm feeling a little grumpy this morning, in fact. So <laughs> beware, Scott Ritchie, getting seen, made grumpy by the forecast of the bragging rights. Why does this always happen? Why can't it just be a nice drive down to St. Louis? I'm, I think last year was okay. Okay. But, yeah, that might be, like, the, the one. Because it's been, I mean, they do play the game in late December in Illinois. Well, Missouri. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, I don't know. I mean, the, you kind of have to expect this. But I'd prefer, you know, no snow. All right, Scott Ritchie, Anthony Zill is going to head down there from the News Gazette. Maybe they'll spend a couple nights together. How about that? If you're stuck. If we get snowed in, uh, we'll see. This is Inside Illini Basketball. We'll talk about that game. We'll talk about recruiting. We might throw some football talk in there for Scott Ritchie. Now, I thought it was going to be a route. Still think it's going to be a route, actually. But these last couple games, Mr. Ritchie, have me a little nervous. What the heck is going on over at State Farm Center? That's a good question. and I don't know, and just from talking with the players mostly, um, not sure they know, but then they'll come back on Twitter and say everything's fine. I, it's a weird dynamic um, because, you know, Coleman Hawkins before the Alabama A&M game was, you know, Brad Underwood had certainly questioned everyone's leadership, you know, the the week before, yeah, after the loss to Penn State. And Coleman Hawkins was trying to feel out kind of what the coaching staff expected from him, like, how they wanted to, him to lead and you know where they wanted him to maybe inter- interject himself as a leader. Um, so that maybe not all on the same page there. After the Alabama A&M game, which was not great basketball for you know most of that game, you know, only played its best you know, in the last eight to ten minutes and you know got the 21-point victory. So, I mean, you look at the final score, it's like, well, okay. Only beat Alabama A&M by 21. That's probably what should have happened. But it was a one-point game midway through the second half. And Illinois hadn't scored in like eight-plus minutes. It was beginning to look a lot like the Penn State situation. And Matthew Meyer, after the game, was not 
happy. Um, said that you know, he and Brett Underwood were differing on you know a few things, you know, the intensity of the practices leading up to Alabama A and M, um, kind of what you know Matthew Meyer thought was best for his body. Maybe it didn't line up with, with what Brad Underwood thought was best. So it's a, but then you know, Brad Underwood says yeah he doesn't think there's an issue. Matthew Meyer comes back on Twitter says everything's fine. Luke Goody said everything's fine. Terrence Shannon tried to save the post game press conference by you know saying that they were happy they got the win. But it seems like a strange dynamic, and the basketball itself has not been great. I mean, even the Texas game, great win. But I think if you watch that game, if you're going to be honest with yourself, for a large part of that second half, Illinois did not play like they deserved to beat the number two team in the country. But they're still ranked. Even moved up two spots in this week's poll. So what do I know? Comes out that every Monday morning, Scott Ritchie, a voting member. Where'd you have them ranked, Scotty, in your poll, and where'd they wind up? So they moved up two spots to number 16. I had them at what I have them, number 23, 24. Thanks, Scotty. Well, I'm just gonna wait. I'm getting my phones, but it's a is, is it Brad? It's, yeah, it's Brad texting me. I just what is wrong with Richie? <laughs> well, there's probably many answers to that question. Is what he texted? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't think th- that they're playing very good basketball. And I know you'll love this. The predictive metrics back that up. Like they took a hit defensively um, after the Penn State game. You know their efficiency numbers dropped, and then. After Alabama A and M game, their offensive numbers cratered, like, and they've made a change offensively. I think if you you know watch Saturday's game, they're running Brad Underwood's spread offense, which kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I guess you know both he and Coleman Hawkins talked about you know installing some new things offensively. I did not maybe anticipate to see spread again. Um, clearly, in the early goings of that with this team did not work very well. I mean, it just went ice cold at the beginning of the first half, or second half. So it's, I mean, they still have two really good wins against UCLA and Texas, and competitive losses to, you know, Virginia, who's still good, Maryland, who has fallen off the cliff. Um, but I think it's still, you know, a decent team. Uh, but they have not looked good. All right, all this back and forth, uh, post-game, pre-game, coaches, players, reminds me of the NBA. You just don't see a lot of it at the college level. Is this the direction we're heading, I guess, with this newfound power that the players have? They're getting paid legally. They seem to have a more say legally. Yeah, maybe a little bit. And just, you know, Coleman Hawkins, I've known this, and Matthew Meyer, I'm learning this, they will say what's on their mind, which... I mean, that's appreciated. Like it, there's a lot of because these guys have a lot of them. You know, they, they get coached a little bit on the media side of things too. And you know, a lot of times, you know, you think you know, Bull Durham, you know, know your cliches, or it's just it's coach speak, and they kind of echo you know what the the staff says. Coleman Hawkins, and Matthew Meyer will just say what's what they're. All doing. right, tell me this then, Smart Alec. Getting coached, do you think they're being told to take to Twitter afterward and say, "Hey, get this message out here. It's not bad." I don't know. Um, I can't say it's not happening because I, I don't know, and I think it could happen. But um, 
This is the first time I've experienced this vibe covering Illinois. It's a little weird. It's weird in the newsroom. Um, Richie bad-mouthing Rosso several times, and then I asked you, hey, tweet good things about me, Scotty. All right, just say it's all it's all past now, and you did. It was very nice of you. Yeah, I mean, it was, I guess my, my first mistake was to just say it behind your back, but like literally behind your back. Heard every word. <laughs> Uh, all right, Illinois, it is bragging rights. Maybe they're just, you know, trying to have some fun here, right? Trying to spruce up a otherwise boring December stretch. Well, they've done that. I mean, there's, you know, the conversation about Illinois, at least, I mean, at least in social media and through the fan base has been interesting. And, of course, um, I know I've gotten some feedback. It was like that I'm stirring up issues that aren't there. I was like, no, I'm just reporting what everyone's saying um, but you mentioned bragging rights it's, it's going to be a weird bragging rights because you know, Brad Underwood mentioned this after the Alabama a and was like most of those guys don't know anything about bragging rights you know, Coleman Hawkins does RJ Melendez look good he Brandon Lieb um, it's even worse on the Missouri side they have one guy that, like in their actual rotation that is that played at Missouri before this year. So I think I mean, the fans will be into it, but I don't know like what that'll mean for the players. Cause you think the last several years on the Missouri side, they had a lot of guys that this game meant a little something extra because it was Illinois. And because they, they played at Illinois. we we'll see you, Mark Smith or almost played at Illinois. Um, and that created a, diff- a different dynamic. So it'd be interesting to see if it's like if it's just a basketball game and there's not maybe all of these yeah, emotions and feelings involved. I'm thinking not. It'll uh, it'll last until one trip out to the court for warm ups. They'll figure out it's a little different. Yeah, and then you got to handle it too. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting. Yeah, to I don't see. know. We'll, it, this is a route. Put it down. I know your prediction record is horrible. I'm back above 500. Yeah, that's sad. Go ahead and mark down a 20 point win. Illinois, uh, the, the line is not out, but again, um, the prediction is Illinois is a six-point favorite. Mm, way too low. I mean, it's a, I don't know, it's kind of a, I mean, it's a brand new Missouri team, and they have like two okay wins against Wichita State and UCF. They beat UCF on Saturday on a banked-in buzzer-beating three from like 29 feet, which was quite the shot, but I mean, they got obliterated by Kansas like in Columbia. Right. So, I don't know. Alright, Kansas took Indiana to the woodshed over the weekend. Happened to watch it with a couple Hoosiers. I'm sure they were Who thrilled. are not happy. You think we're upset about Indiana's lack of performance this season after we touted them. Oh, I'm not really upset. Well, you had them ranked pretty high there. I mean, I had them buddy. preseason number one in the Big Ten, yeah. begrudgingly. What happened? They're huh. horrible. Well, it turns out they're the same team yeah. as last year. Like, I thought, you know, a little continuity. They'd shoot it a little better, maybe. You know, Jalen Hood-Shafino, good freshman. That'd be enough to be a difference. Uh, you know, turns out, same Indiana team that doesn't shoot it very well and, you know, finished, what, 9-11 and 11 in the Big Ten last year. Could be on track for more. Although they're they're losing two good teams, there's that. Yeah, but it's how they're losing, Scott Reggie. Yeah, yeah. It's um, 
Saturday's as, loss was as bad as incredible. Illinois has looked here, as you pointed out in the last three games or so. It's my contention they're still the best team in the Big Ten. I know you're going to say Purdue. Well, Purdue fans would say Purdue. I'm I know, sure. but I saw them play Nebraska. I saw them play Davidson over the weekend. Well, it wasn't exactly. Yeah, beat Davidson by eight in the battle yeah. of the so, lawyer brothers. Illinois can be the best team in the Big Ten yet. Yeah, I think they have the talent for sure. I, they have not tapped into their maximum potential yet, um, at least consistently. I mean, second half against UCLA – Plus first half Terrence Shannon against the Bruins, like that's Illinois at his best. You know, the end of that Texas game, end of regulation overtime against Texas, that's Illinois at its best. There have been few moments like that, I would say, this season. So it's so you can like I mean you see it there. It's like, okay, this team could be really good, but it has not all come together. And that's the wins against UCLA and Texas probably created a sense, a false sense of, you know, they oh they've got it figured out. They, I don't know that they do, and the fact that you know Brandon Woods making changes offensively in late December shows that there's something that he's trying to fix there. Who's he turning to on the on the bench to help with that offensive transition? Which one of those coaches? The combined effort. It's it's interesting. Cause I think it is more a combined effort because. The previous staff, or the in-between staff, I guess, it was Stephen Gentry deal. Like, he was the sort of the X's and O's offensive guru. Um, I think it's more probably a collective effort, and I think it's more Brad Underwood run because they are going back to the spread, and they didn't necessarily run a ton of that when, when Gentry was on staff and cooking up stuff for I.O. All right. Any lineup changes coming for Thursday? Well, there was only, I mean there was lineup change Saturday with Jaden Epps replacing R.J. Melendez in the starting lineup, but that was more based on you know R.J. kind of going through a shoulder not injury as Brad Under would say, but just shoulder soreness after uh, falling on it rather hard. It seemed just had a contusion. Um, I don't imagine there will be any more lineup changes. It'll be interesting to see if you know, Jaden Epps sticks in the starting lineup. He was really, I mean, good off the bench, you know, being, you know, you know, you know a scorer that they could count on. So I th- would, I almost imagine, you know, Brett Underwood, if R.J. Melendez practiced, because he didn't really practice that much heading into the Alabama A&M game. If he's able to practice this week, I could see R.J. going back in the lineup, starting lineup, Jaden Epps maybe coming off the bench and being, you know, that, that scoring option. I think of probably, you know, status quo would be my guess. 13,813 fans kind of sat through that one on Saturday, right? Well, it w- I mean, it was the first, you know, students are on break game, essentially. I mean, finals had just wrapped. Um, so it wasn't a crush game. And that makes a difference. There were about like six crush but that still were there sat behind me and they were loud but you can tell when the crush isn't in the building it's a, a different atmosphere and i mean Illinois didn't you know not scoring for 
like half of the second half didn't really help maybe the crowd get into the game. But uh, Sellout crowd in St. Louis, right? Well, 70% Illinois? The Illinois side is, like, all their tickets are sold out. And so I imagine as we get closer to game day that they'll bleed over into the Missouri section for sure. Um, but, yeah, I imagine Illinois having a, a better turnout. Just, I mean, that's, even if it was not Missouri, anybody else. Like, Illinois has traveled for those neutral site games, you know, in Vegas and, and New York. So would anticipate, regardless of the opponent, Doing if they do if it was I mean as long as it was somebody good, we interrupt inside lineup basketball for Scott Ritchie's weekly devotion to Illinois football. I'll give you an out this time, Scotty, because they actually had a news conference at the basketball game. Yeah, like an hour before. It was like, all right, hey, let's like schedule this better, guys. I don't. Did they not happening. confer with you before saying well, that? Story nobody time. asked me okay. anything, but I'm just like they could talk to themselves, like. Yeah, everybody's going to be there. Let's start at 1 o'clock. Give me a little more time. Anyway, had a couple announcements about guys going pro, about skipping the bowl games, about a defensive coordinator. What stuck out? I mean, probably that Aaron Henry was the the choice for defensive coordinator and was the choice all along. Because there was a lot of thought that you know, once Ryan Walters took the Purdue job that Kevin Kane would sort of just naturally be the next in line um, to be the coordinator, but you know Brett Bielma targeted Aaron Henry from the start. So, and probably with the idea that he was going to lose one or the other to Purdue, kind of depending on who he hired, and you know, he cast his lot with Aaron Henry. It make makes a lot of sense. I mean, Aaron Henry played for Brett Bielma at Wisconsin, um, got his first graduate assistant job at Arkansas with Brett Bielma, and. Came to Illinois to work on Brett Bielma's coaching staff again, and like Aaron Henry's a future head coach. Like, just he just gives off that vibe. Um, when you talk to him, I mean, he's great with us. Um, he obviously on the player development side, like Devin Witherspoon turned into a consensus All American with Aaron Henry. You know, coaching him. So I think it's a. I'll go. Uh, a nod to my colleague Bob Ospinson saying it's a great hire. Wow. That's great. I mean, I think Kevin Kane would have been a, a good hire too. Like, okay. I don't think Brett Bielma was going to miss something either way, but Aaron Henry's trajectory got a, a serious boost, kind of like Ryan Walters did. All right, uh, Chase Brown still playing, as far as you know? Uh, well, Brett Bielma said that he was still talking with Chase about okay. that. That surprises me. A little bit, um, especially since his brother said he is not going to play in the bowl game. Um, I will still be, I'll be surprised if Chase Brown does play. Because the social media reaction to... Sidney Brown, Devin Witherspoon, saying that they were going to you know, pass on the bowl game. People not thrilled about that, just very much the same, you know, basically that they're quitting on the team. No, they're just securing their future. Yeah, that's and, a hard one to argue against. Yeah, and, like, Devin Witherspoon's going to be a first-round pick, maybe. And I don't know if, I don't know, fans don't want to hear it, but, like, bowl games, unless they're 
in the national semifinals and the championship game in the college football playoff, bowl games are meaningless. They're exhibitions. You know, Brett Bielma likes bowl games because he gets 15 extra practices. He doesn't necessarily care about the game itself. The practices are what matter to the coaching staff. Um, so, yeah, it's a thing. Bowl game opt-outs are going to happen, and like just people should probably just chill. All right, Scott Ritchie will be in Florida for the News Gazette. He's all in about that bowl game. He has not opted out, although he tried. It's a long time in Tampa, i got to yeah. tell you. Looking forward to that coverage, though. It'll be um, exciting. Follow along at NewsGazette.com. They will do Good Morning Illini Nation with a football version while you're down there. Uh, he'll be taking pictures. Good stuff from practice, Scott Rich. Good stuff from the game as well. Go ahead and you wanted to get your data out of the way now. Let's do it if you're ready for it. All right, well, we're going to go bragging rights matchup data. Okay, I can accept that. I mean, you won't accept, accept the numbers I give you, but just an interesting way to look at the game. Um, Missouri, from an offensive standpoint, has been better than Illinois this year. More efficient. That's wrong. Defensively, Missouri has been far, far worse. So that's a, an intriguing sort of juxtaposition there. Um, but it could lend itself to maybe a good basketball game, maybe some exciting basketball, because both teams like to play fast, and Missouri is a top 15 team in terms of tempo this season. So, you know, cross your fingers for some get-out-and-run type of basketball, which I think everyone does like. Yeah. Um, What's it on TV again? Not that I'll be watching. I'll be um, listening. Is it the SEC Network? Did I Missouri. get that? Why don't you data dive on that? It's, a Missouri, well, it's Missouri's game. Yeah, so I think it's SEC Network, Scotty. Which I think exists. It's kind of like the Pac-12 Network. Yeah, um, I'm not happy. It exists in theory, and most people don't get it. Um, but, yeah, it's on the SEC Network. Yeah. I don't okay. know where that is on your dials. Time to go to, you know where it's at? It's at Pia's. Okay, on Springfield. Yeah. That's or, where it is. I mean, the other option that I we, we obviously have to promote, Brian Barnhart, Dean Thomas oh, yeah. on DWS, yeah. Fighting Line Eye Sports Network. Um, I think maybe one number that is not very good for Illinois right now um, is their turnover rate. They're turning it over on 21% of their possessions. That's a it's a big number. Okay. It ranks just inside the top three hundred in Division One. And these are um all from Bartorvik dot com. And what I like about these numbers, Torvik, Ken Palm, it's exclusive to the games you play against Division One opponents. It throws out the games against Division Two, Three, NAIA. So it's more real numbers. Um, and the real number for Illinois on the turnover front is they cough it up too much. I mean, they had 18 turnovers against Alabama A&M. A better team would have made Illinois pay for that, would have made Illinois pay for shooting outside of you know, Matthew Meyer. You know, the rest of the team shot, I think, was it 16 or 18% from three-point range. Uh, free throw shooting has been bad for Illinois season. It was bad against Alabama A&M. 
Um, they played a game that they win only because the opponent, and no offense to Alabama A&M, is just what they are as a program in the SWAC. Like they just they don't get that level of talent. They you're, only have to play better. You're bumming me out, Scott Ritchie. It's the Christmas season. Well, maybe Illinois can turn it around in bragging rights and give Illinois fans, you know, a happier holiday. All right, uh, on the recruiting front, maybe cheer me up that way. Well, it's kind of that weird space where the guys for the next class are signed. Um, Zachary Prane, uh, Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn, Amani Hansberry, who's playing well um, out in Baltimore. Um, and the push isn't, you know, for the next group, it hasn't really... You know, gone full steam. I mean, obviously, Illinois has been recruiting the class of 2024 for several years now, a couple at least. Um, but any more changes to like next year's roster are going to be transfers in and maybe out. Um, but you know, you look at you know guys that they are targeting in that 2024 class. Saint Rita is playing pretty good basketball. You know, Merez Johnson. James Brown, uh, no use in Jusitis, been solid. Um, and that's, I think, you know, that will pick up, like recruiting on that front will pick up more a little later in these guys' high school seasons and then, again, like spring and summer. That's that's your, that's your big time. You know what fires me up, Scott Ritchie, is that we only have two more games before the fun resumes, the Big Ten fun sick of these no offense to Missouri because they're just not any good I mean the they game, are the game kind of counts but then you have a Bethune Cookman but then it gets real Northwestern <laughs> <Who'd> <laughs> just, why'd you spoil I mean Northwestern it? did like obliterate DePaul over the weekend but that might say more about DePaul than it does Northwestern you got a couple you know we talked about the loss to Penn State being really bad right you lose at Northwestern or at Nebraska very doable as Purdue showed I'd be up there. That might be the death knell of a Big Ten title hunt. Probably would be. But, I mean, this year's Big Ten, like, I could see, like, second through tenth in the league all being separated by, like, maybe a game or two. Like, and unless Purdue, cause I don't know, I think the way Zach Eady's playing, I think they might be the, the current favorite because, I mean, you know, the win against Davidson, he had like 29 and 16. Um, like, unless Purdue runs away with it, like, there could be like six teams still in the, pro- still probably in the Big Ten title hunt in the last week or two of the regular season. I just don't know if there's going to be that team that's just head and shoulders better than that could be a Zach Eady joke right there. Um, head and shoulders better than the rest in this, in the league this year. I think they're just too close. I mean, that's based on a month and a half worth of games, mostly against non big 10 teams, but I haven't been overwhelmed by anybody in the big 10 yet, except again, Zach Eady. He's been really good. Better than I thought he would be. You know, it's been really good. Illinois women's basketball. Uh, poll was not out yet. 
But uh, or is it? No. Still, still a little time. Okay, left. they're close. Our voter Joe Vizelli did not put Illinois in his top twenty-five. He he explained it at newsgazette.com right now. If you want to take a gander, you surprised you didn't, Scott Ritchie? Is he going to hear about it? Um, probably might. Um, I guess I'm not surprised. I mean, they did get a good win. I think you know, against Missouri. Um, and their version of bragging rights, and one at, in Columbia. So, I mean, that's may even just the road factor is maybe more impressive than, you know, bragging rights you know, against Missouri. Um, but I thought Missouri was being a little oversold because they were receiving votes leading into the game. I didn't think their resume necessarily qualified them for that. You, so, mentioned, you mentioned Lou Goody on uh, social media. I'll mention him without a boot. What does that mean? I mean, he's getting closer. I mean, that's just, I think, his next doctor's appointment, you know, Brad Underwood didn't have an exact date, but it's going to be you know, after uh, the holidays. You get reevaluated, but like, he didn't, he wasn't like running and jumping or anything before the game, but not being in the boot, I think, is a, as good a sign as any. All right, give me your power poll before we get out of here. For Illinois basketball yeah, players? Yeah. Um, you can't have an Illini in your top three Big Ten power poll anymore, so I don't really want to do it. Okay, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Um, number one, Matthew Meyer. Mm. Won them the Texas game because they wouldn't have been in position to make the comeback unless he – you know, had done what he had did before that. Um, won them the Alabama A&M game in the last 10 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I think he's elevated himself to number one for the moment. Uh, number two, Terrence Shannon. And number three, Coleman Hawkins, with the opportunity to move up if he would just shoot more open shots. He'd agree with you. Um, Kind of, like, because... I'm trying to think what game this was. Um, Syracuse, maybe, because he had well, he had triple double against Syracuse, but like passed up open looks. And I asked him, the coaches tell him to shoot more. He's interested in getting his teammates involved, and the offense will come as it may. But like he was, you know, he like passed up like layups for kick out for threes, which didn't go mostly uh, against Alabama and him. Just shoot open shots. And like you can still get some assists and and all that. All right, follow along, Richie, every morning, six a.m. Unique online content at AlinaHQ.com. We had radio this week too. And uh, do you still get that cool seat at uh, at the Bragg and Rights? Not that we'll be able to see on any TV because it's on the SEC network. But normally you're at midcourt. Should be yeah. And get some good pub. Well, and my seat has over the last however many years I've done this typically been like right next to where the TV guys are mm-hmm. sitting. So if they cut to them with a, with a little wider shot, all right. I, I could be in the frame all the Maybe time. shave your beard. Maybe, uh, you know, apply some powder. Uh, we'll not do the second, and I don't think I'm going to do the first mm. either. Your big chance, Scott Richie, to become a celebrity. I don't need to be a celebrity. Not with that prediction record. There's no chance of that happening. All I'm right. six and five. Yeah, that's awful. 
we'll have another meeting um, in the coming weeks before the Big Ten resumes to see if uh, if you'll be allowed to continue. I've been told. All right, well, if you Sources. want to do it, if you want to do it, I'll put your name on it, and we can do it. Excellent stuff as usual, Scott Ritchie. We'll see you down in St. Louis, and we'll talk to you maybe next Monday.